Welcome back to Life in Games. I'm your host, Andy Reinhold. Life in Games is a show where I share the journeys of amazing people who have found their own homes in gaming. And maybe one day, both you and I can do it too. And this is Just Tactics, the portion of the interview where I ask our guests how to do what they do and get into the game industry when starting from zero. Just a couple of quick items before we get started. If you like these Just Tactics interviews, I've started updating our YouTube channel with bite-sized snippets of some of the most valuable information our guests have given us. Our guests are incredibly reflective and provide a ton of these insights every time they answer one of my questions. So I'll be constantly making these insights available in shorter video form and updating our Life in Games YouTube channel. Make sure to check it out if you want more. Another thing, I'm still trying to figure out what's best for the show. If you listened, you might have noticed some big differences between episodes one and two already. So if you have the chance, please let me know what you enjoy and don't enjoy by providing likes or comments in whatever platform you're listening on. Or you can message me directly on Twitter at Sheba Break because everyone deserves a break with a Sheba. Last item, I had the opportunity to guess on Combo Chain, a JRPG Games Club podcast, and got to talk about Final Fantasy X with host Paul Davis. Paul's an awesome host, and I had a ton of fun getting really deep into the narrative structure of Final Fantasy X's story, one of my absolute favorite stories of all time. Go check out Paul's podcast, Combo Chain, whenever you get a chance. All right, let's get to the episode. This week, we talk with Jacob, also known as Shenanigans. He's a Pokemon speedrunner and full-time Twitch streamer who's held a world record for the catch em all category. Jacob and I dive deep into what I should do to be a successful speedrunner and Twitch streamer, and also about what it's like to make a living while streaming full-time. Just a reminder, if you want to hear Jacob's story, make sure to check out the previous episode, Catch Them Together. All right, I hope you enjoyed the show and found Jacob's advice as valuable as I did. Thanks. about tactics now like you already got me into the conversation now so if i were tomorrow like i'm like man i really want to get into speed running too <laughs> if i were to start today what should i do tactically what are the things i should make sure i do day one and then lay out a high, very high level plan like what i should focus on over the next few days and weeks yeah so my biggest advice to new streamers is a lot of new streamers will look at like their favorite streamers and how they stream. And I think that's not always the best way to go about it because for me, I talk with my chat a lot and you're not going to be able to do that as a, a zero viewer streamer. You have to get people engaged with the stream. So like a good way starting out is treat every run as if people are watching. So you might know that there's no viewers, but if you're just sitting there like playing your game, like nobody's going to be entertained. Nobody's going to want to talk to you, stuff like that. But if the whole time you're like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and try and I don't know, I'm going to do this here and whatnot, like people will be more entertained than they might ask, oh, what do you think about this? Or like, why are you doing that? So expect to not have people talking. I didn't have my first message in chat until like my 10th stream. Oh, wow. I, I literally streamed zero people had ever seen me stream until stream like 10. And then finally, somebody, it was like, I love cows or something. <laughs> I totally forget their username. It was something about cows. 
uh, they finally like typed their first message in chat and that I could like at least talk to somebody while I'm, <laughs> while I'm playing Pokemon. Yeah, definitely uh, don't expect an audience when you start out and be entertaining, even if it's like a blank void of like nothingness, just be entertaining toward it and people will show up. Maybe focus on like one or two games. If you vary too much, then people like won't show up, at least starting out. Once you've established more of an audience, then you can start branching off in other things. Even me, if I stream not Pokemon, I'll get a third or less of the viewers of if I'm streaming Pokemon. So that would be even more extreme if you're just starting out. So that could be a bit of a struggle. So really pick a game that you like and uh, stream that, at least again, starting out. So that can always be helpful. And then if you're trying to break into like speedrunning specifically, there's a couple ways to go about it. I see there's kind of like two ways of being a successful speedrunner. There's being the world record guy, and then there's being like the entertaining guy. If you fall in between, it's hard. If you're like not super entertaining, but you're also not getting world records, people are going to just watch the guy who's like slightly less entertaining, but is getting records. And then if people don't really care about like setting the record, they'll watch the guy who's more entertaining than you. So you kind of want to like go toward one of the extremes, I think. I'm bad at speedrunning, so I try to be entertaining. That's my trick. Got it. So I, I see myself more as like an entertainer than a super serious record grabbing person. But then you have someone like, uh, well, Gunner's entertaining. Who's boring? Is there a boring speedrunner? Can I call someone out? I don't know. I don't think anyone's boring. Like, Maybe I don't watch too many. Yeah, Poke so. doesn't talk all that much, no. but but he's very funny. He has some okay. hilarious moments. I've only seen him on the couch, so I, I've not watched his stream. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely like more quiet, but he'll like answer questions and whatnot. He doesn't like joke around as much with his chat and he doesn't like have a ton of chat interaction, but it's also because he's focusing on the run a lot of the time. So he, he's probably more toward that vein of getting records, but like a lot of people will watch him because he is he's very entertaining to watch because he's very good at a lot of Pokemon games. So that's what he's built his audience around. I've built mine around dumb Pokemon runs and just like goofing off and stuff like that. Like the Michael Jackson um, percent. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I caught that's, that a, one. that's a solid new one. The whole world record fit in a Twitch clip. It's perfect. Yeah, that was unbeatable great. category. Yeah. So just a few more details about being a runner. So like what qualities do I need to have to actually be a good runner? We talked about how to stand out and differentiate yourself mm -hmm. and pick a I guess you can say you can call it a niche but like yes. what quality what kind of qualities does a good runner need to have if you're like going for the world record you're going to you're going to need the practice I think a lot of people in speedrunning just like grind runs and I don't think that's always the best thing to do mm -hmm. uh, I think it's good to sit down and focus on even just individual segments a good example of that was I'm learning Red Glitchless right now because the Red Glitchless tournament's happening. So I've been watching more people do like Red Glitchless streams. And I feel like the most value I've seen people getting was I watched another runner, Huangbro. He was running like specific segments and they're not segments that I would have expected people to be practicing. He was practicing like the Sabrina segment of Red Blue for like 20 minutes. And that segment, you dig out of Blaine's gym, you bike to Erica's gym, you mash the A button. That's the whole segment. And he he was practicing, like, buffering the start button out of Blaine's text 
into the exact inputs to get fast dig, which is up A down A, like as fast as you can. And then like bike buffering, which is like a weird Gen 1 mechanic, and then just biking optimally to the gym because the path's a bit awkward. And it, it was weird seeing somebody practice the segment that I, like to me, it's always just been you just dig out of the gym and bike to the other one. Like, why would you ever practice that? But the people like the people who are like at the top end of like runs will like sit down and practice these segments. Deliberate um, practicing. Yeah. So like practice, like at least at the top end is like a really big deal. And I think even early on, I think practicing like the hard things like over and over until you get good at them is really important when you're starting out. I know like for Pokemon Red, we have like Mount Moon Minip, and it's hard. It's really hard to do. But I think everyone who wants to pick up Pokemon Red should at least practice it for a little bit and at least try to do it in runs. And that can be really unappealing for people who are like starting out speedrunning. It's like, oh, I want to speedrun Pokemon Red. Let me look up what the run looks like. Oh, my God, I have to do Mount Moon Minip. <laughs> How the heck do I do that? I have to manipulate the Nidoran too? There's seven A presses and 10 tiles? That's way too hard. But if you really sit down and practice, like you'll eventually learn those things. Um, and we have like backups and stuff that you can learn. But yeah, practicing is like really important. And you can always stream your practice too. People probably won't be as entertained. You won't get as many viewers, but people like at the end of the day, people are there for you. So, you know, you'll still have like your loyal fan base and like friends and whatnot who will stick around even though you've been walking through Mount Moon for three hours, pressing the A button here and there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome, awesome. These are some good tips. Can I ask two more questions? And then, yeah, okay, awesome. And you don't have to answer or don't answer whatever you're comfortable with. What are your income streams like right now? What's the mm -hmm. makeup of what comes in? So it's basically Twitch and YouTube and then PayPal donations through Twitch. Twitch specifically is like subscribers, so people can subscribe monthly. So there's also tiers. So if you subscribe at a tier three, it'll be $25 like they pay per month. I get 18. Twitch gets, I think, seven. I think that's how that split works. Regular subscribers that tier one, it'll be a 50-50 split. So I'll make like $2 per subscriber. You can float around. I can say my number. I usually sit around like 500, 800 subscribers, almost all of them in the tier one range. So that'll be like one revenue source. There's also cheering, which is a little bit new on Twitch. People can donate. They're called bits. Each bit is one penny. You buy them for more than the penny. So if you want to buy 10,000 bits, it might cost you like $130 to have $100 that you can give to streamers, basically. And with bits and whatnot, you'll set like maybe even like goals or something. I may say like for a thousand bits, I'll do this. And if someone does it, then uh, I'll do whatever they said. Or for, I don't know, like 10,000 bits, I'll run this speed run that could be fun or like that I don't necessarily want to do, but I'll do it for money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yeah. You got to find creative um, ways to incentivize your subscribers and your donations. Yeah, exactly. There's also ads on Twitch. Most people don't run ads. Twitch is rolling out automatic ads now. That might become a legitimate revenue stream. I've I've played one advertisement on my stream in my entire streaming career, and it's because I, I went to my dashboard and I misclicked on where it said play 60 second ad. I was trying to click <laughs> on manage channel point rewards so that I could mess with my channel point settings, but I clicked on the wrong thing. Yeah. So I uh, you pissed off everyone. <laughs> I ran an ad. Yeah, so everyone was like, 
question marking in chat. Like, why are we watching that? That yeah. makes no sense. You didn't lose um, anyone there, right? I may have. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, people probably leave if there's ads. Yeah. That's kind of like how it works. Yeah. I'll start promoting ad block though once automatic ads are coming out. <laughs> yeah. I'll let Twitch yell at me. Um, and then YouTube as well. I make money through YouTube. I had one video recently that did like really well. It's like some nine hour meme speed run. But it's always weird to me with YouTube because I don't really ever put like a lot of effort into it. But a lot of my content gets a lot of views for some reason. Like it, it surprises even me because I'll look at channels with a similar size and I get a lot more views than them. But like at the same time, it's just strange because my content's very low effort on YouTube. I literally just clip directly from my stream. I don't edit or anything. I just clip out my run put on YouTube. That's like my whole thing. Yeah, I do zero editing for YouTube, so. Yeah, it's probably the algorithm. Like, a lot of the GDQ yeah. videos mm -hmm. from there, you'll have to check your analytics, but a lot of GDQ videos are probably recommending your video next. And that's Yeah, that may be true. So check the analytics. You'll get to see what <laughs> videos are referring you. Some of my right, yeah. videos, like, it's the weirdest stuff. I have no relation to me. Then last question. This is just an experimental question I'm asking all my guests. What do you think about when you hear the word passion? Do you feel like you're living your passion right now? Do you think passion is romanticized? Like any kind of thought when I say the word passion, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like with saying like passion, it's just what do you enjoy most? And for me, it really is just streaming. I feel like most streamers, this is just what we like to do. Because I mean, if I wasn't streaming and I was working a nine to five, I would get home and I would just be playing Pokemon and trying to beat my times anyway. So... I may as well just broadcast that and then suddenly I don't have to do the nine to five and it's like, oh, that's more time to play Pokemon fast. So I feel like for a lot of us, that's like our passion is the the playing of video games quickly, at least for speedrunners. Or if I'm doing a challenge run or if I want to do a challenge run, then, you know, now I have time to do that and whatnot. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, thanks for answering. That's a really great answer, actually. <laughs> so I appreciate it. All right. I think I, I definitely took enough of your time here. So I, I, you let me go a little bit over. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I, I learned a lot. Your story's awesome, too. And I'm going to have a lot of fun working with it. Dude, thanks so much. I, I, hopefully, I'm not keeping you from your stream. Good luck with it today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I do hop on once in a while when I get the chance. It's like usually I mm -hmm. can never match my schedule with live streamers. So I'm always oh, catching yeah, I mean, a VOD. It, it's hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. And yeah, <laughs> I'll let you know when things. All right. That's it for this week's Just Tactics. Again, if you want to hear more from Jacob, make sure to follow us and check out our YouTube channel for more valuable information he's given me. And stay tuned for the full video version of this interview as well. And in case you skipped it, I tell Jacob's story in the previous episode. Make sure to check it out. This is Life in Games, the show where I share the journeys of amazing people who have found their own homes in gaming. And maybe one day both you and I can do it too. This episode was produced and edited by me, Andy Reinhold. Thank you, Jacob, for sharing your story. Special thanks to my wife for toughing it out this weekend when the in-laws visited. And in our next story, I get in touch with my inner artist. That's coming up next week on whatever platform you're listening to. Follow Jacob on his Twitch channel, Shenanigans with an underscore, or on Twitter at Shenanigans Smash. And if you like the show, please follow us here and give us a rating or a like on whichever platform you're listening on. 
You can also follow the show on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest announcements at Shiba Break because everyone deserves a break with a Shiba. Thanks for listening. See you soon.